Hey guys, it's Sim and this is Brussling Unlimited as it's Saturday. I almost said Wednesday as it's Saturday and that means tonight was AEW Collision. I thought a very interesting episode of Collision for a number of different reasons. First off, the CM Punk stuff. CM Punk actually taking the world title, putting the X on it and so forth. Also, the main event. Really good tag team match, but nobody turned on anybody. MJF didn't turn on Adam Cole. He cried about being the one to take the pin. He self-loathed himself. And I'm sitting here going, oh, crap. They're going to they're gonna do the opposite of what everybody thinks. Everybody thought that MJF was eventually going to turn on Adam Cole at the end of this match. But then I go, oh, no, Adam Cole's going to super kick MJF. And that didn't happen. They hugged it out at the end. And that's how they're showing off the air. So other things as well. Building up Mercedes Martinez's big return and a bunch of other things. A great ladder match to open up the show. So, yeah, I thought tonight's collision was a pretty good show. We got a lot of stuff. And Punk said something that didn't really come to fruition because he was like, Wembley, I want to wrestle a Wembley. And you may know my opponent by the end of the show. But we didn't because I thought he was going to show up at the end of the main event and then challenge MJF. Because MJF's got the title, and he made fun of MJF saying, I'm the best in the world, and I'm better than you. And then he said something about, don't steal my catchphrase. So we'll get into all of it. But I thought it was a really good episode of Collision, for sure. One of the better ones that they've had. So, yeah. I'm excited to actually review this episode of Collision. But with that, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher. Spotify, Google Pod, App Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff of four games, and you always get one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Also remember, head over to YouTube, hit that join button, and become a channel member. Finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're getting Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart that just came out on PC, getting something from the Epic Games Store Summer Sale, which has got things all the way up to 75% off, claiming the free games, Homeworld Remastered Collection, or Severed Steel, or getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, or Fall Guys, use this code right here, PWUNLIMITED, at checkout, and you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Again, use code P-W-U-N-L-I-M-I-T-E-D at checkout, and you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Podcast is also brought to you by Pro Wrestling Loot, but we'll talk about that later. We got the cold open for tonight's collision which featured Darby Allen asking for a fight and the champions and challengers hyping up the AEW tag team title match later on tonight. Elton John's Saturday night is all right for fighting rings out as Ian Riccoboni and Nigel McGinnis welcome us to the show. The show itself does kick off with Andrade El Idolo and Buddy Matthews in a ladder match. This match was so fun. I thoroughly enjoyed it. You could tell these guys were working their butts off. I even appreciated um why did I why can't I remember her name all of a sudden? 
I can't remember her name, Julia Hart at ringside getting involved the way she did to where like she didn't till the end get involved, involved, but she was always there showing that concern for Buddy and stuff throughout three quarters of the match till the end when she eventually did get involved, involved, like on the ladder. So we'll get into all of it right here as this match was a perfect opening contest. I loved this match. I thought it was so much fun as I stated. And... Now, the two went right at each other early on, with Andrade sending Matthews to the floor after a chop exchange. Andrade climbed a ladder on the outside and hit a moonsault to Matthews on the floor. Andrade took some time to get a number, to get a number of ladders and throw them into the ring. Matthews then got some strikes in, but Andrade sent him into the ladder before he hit the three amigos. Matthews then avoided a, a third suplex, but not a hip toss into a ladder in the corner. Andrade went for a ladder-assisted knee attack in the corner, but Matthews flung the ladder in Andrade's face. Matthews went to the doctor to have his shoulder checked on as he went to a picture-in-picture break. In the small screen, you can see the doctor pulled Matthews' shoulder back in place. Now, I believe that's the storyline, but after the Rey Mysterio stuff last night, I don't even know, because we thought the Rey stuff was storyline, and that wasn't storyline. Rey actually got hurt. But this match continued and kept on going, so that's why I think storyline. Anyways, when we come back from the commercial, Matthews was ragdolling Andrade around the ringside area. Matthews then built a ladder bridge between the ring and the announce table and sent Andrade face first into it with a flapjack. They then fought on the apron with both men teasing falling on the ladder with eventually Andrade ending up running into a double arm DDT from Matthews onto the ladder. Matthews then set up a table in the corner of the ring to the Fans' big ovation. And Andrade driving Andrade headfirst into the table multiple times. Matthews then went for the mask, but Andrade tipped him off the ladder before hitting an elbow, a back elbow, that sent Matthews onto a ladder bridge on the outside of the ring. Andrade climbed the ladder on the other side of Matthews, then dared Matthews to meet him at the top. Like, could have grabbed it, but he said, no, let's go, let's fight. So the two fought on the top of the ladder before Andrade hit a sunset flip powerbomb on the ladder bridge. Andrade then went for the mask, but Matthews did pull him down and hit him with a knee strike. Julia Hart then produced handcuffs, helping Matthews lock Andrade onto the ring post. Matthews then went to uh, hit Andrade with a chair, but Andrade kicked the chair in Matthews' face. Andrade then somehow got the key from Julia Hart and unlocked himself. But before so, also, so he unlocks himself. Buddy goes to grab him, like, no, I'm going to put you back in the handcuffs. And then all of a sudden, they do, excuse me, they do some, like, switcheroo, and then all of a sudden, Buddy's in the handcuffs. So Andrade then pushes Hart into Matthews. Both of them go through um, the table at ringside. Andrade then grabbed the mask and picked up the victory. Well, actually, I'm, I'm, I skipped a sentence here. So he handcuffs Buddy Matthews. Andrade then goes for the mask, and Julia climbs on his back. Matthews then finally gets out of the handcuffs, stops Andrade, and then that's when they fight on the floor. Andrade puts him through the table at ringside, and then he goes and grabs the mask. So there we go. Andrade does pick up the victory, does get his mask back. Cool. Like, fighting over the mask, they took the mask, whatever. But the match itself, I loved this match. I thought it was so much fun, so good, great opening contest. We go backstage, and Tony Schiavone attempts to talk to Miro, but Miro is quick, quickly attacked by a chair, or with a chair, by Aaron Solo. Of all people. Like, have they been building this up somewhere I haven't seen? 
Miro quickly dispatched the solo. Darby then came out for his match. Like, what? What is this Miro Aaron solo stuff? Is he going to start feuding with QTV and have a match at QT? I have no clue where this is coming from. Darby comes out and they tell us that we don't know who Darby's opponent is, but Darby said we will find out in due time, and we're going to find out right now. The announcers recapped the recent events going on with Darby, with run-ins at Forbidden Door and Royal Rampage. Allen got a... And then, well, Minoru Suzuki would come out. Yes, Darby Allen versus Minoru Suzuki. Oh, boy. Allen got a jump start to this match, booting Suzuki off the apron before hitting a suicide dive. Allen dropkicked Suzuki out of the chair before throwing him into the ring to officially begin the contest. Allen laid strikes into Suzuki before Suzuki dropped him with a forearm shot. Suzuki battered Allen, landing a penalty kick for a near fall. Suzuki ripped the tape off of Allen's wrist and went for and went for something, but we were in the picture in picture, so I couldn't tell. When we come back, Allen is laying, ch- uh, laying in chops to Suzuki, only for Suzuki to drop him with a single chop. So we see Darby hit him with a couple chops, and the Suzuki's like, oh, really? Ka-chow! You're dead. Allen tried fighting back, but Suzuki dropped him yet again. Suzuki offered a free shot, like, come get me, hit me. Allen took several shots before landing a code red for a near fall. Allen went for a coffin splash in the corner, but Suzuki caught him with a choke. Allen avoided the gotch-style pile driver, hitting a springboard coffin splash. Allen went for the coffin drop, but Suzuki caught him in a rear-naked choke and applied pressure. Allen rolled over Suzuki, so Suzuki's shoulders are down on the mat, and the referee counts one, two, three. Darby gets out, Suzuki lets go of the hold or whatever, and there we go. Suzuki then jumps to the outside, and he's like, Oh, I am in a choke! I am in a choke! You can't count that! I am in a choke! Suzuki's pissed. Darby gets to flash win victory. And then we hear from Christian. Darby's in the ring, and Christian and Luchasaurus, Christian Cage, that is, and Luchasaurus appear on the big screen. Christian sarcastically said that Allen looks ready for his shot at Luchasaurus in the TNT title. But with Allen's issues with Swerve Strickland and AR Fox, he's going to need to focus before All Out. Cage said that the TNT title meant much more now than it did when Darby ever held the belt. And Darby didn't say anything in response here. Just nothing. We got a hype video hyping up the AEW Women's World title match next week on Dynamite, the 200th episode of Dynamite, where Tony Storm will be defending against Hikaru Shida. Tony Storm called Hikaru Shida a stupid cow, noting that she was a pandemic champion. Quote, much like the pandemic, we're all glad it's over. Storm said that Shida wouldn't... Storm said that if Sheeta were to use her kendo stick, she's going to need to use it as a crutch because she's going to beat the piss out of her. Her words, not mine. I'm going to beat the piss out of you. Then a short contest here with Samoa Joe versus Gravity. Gravity did his stuff where he did this slow spaceman walk. Then he'd go to Joe and Joe would slam him down or whatever. And um, he caught Joe once with a hurricane run and a lucha arm drag. Joe then caught him with an elbow in the corner. Gravity went for a dive, but Samoa Joe spacewalked away. Basically, Gravity went to the top rope, dove onto Samoa Joe, and Joe just did the gravity walk right out of the way because Gravity's back was to Joe when he did the dive, so he didn't see Joe just walk away. Everybody in the building kind of popped for it. It was a good, funny spot. Joe then puts him on the top rope, hits him with the muscle buster. There we go, bing, bang, boom. Joe picks up the victory over Gravity. 
They said something. I don't watch ROH, so correct me if I'm wrong. They said something that Gravity won a contender's tournament or won a match in the contender's tournament to get a shot at the ROH TV title. And he's the first person to win in that tournament, and now he's getting a shot at Joe already, but non-titles. I don't know. Feels like Tony Khan just loves tournaments because he did the Blind Eliminator tournament at the same time as the Owen tournament was going on. Now he's doing another tournament in Ring of Honor. After they just did a tournament to crown a cha- uh, number one contender for the Ring of Honor TV champion. So, ah, Tony Khan with way too many tournaments. And in turn, yeah, they're all for title shots mostly. Like, the, the Ricky Starks winning the Owen means absolutely nothing. It means more that he beat Punk than he actually won the Owen. Like, he could have just beat Punk in any old match and we'd still have the same storyline. Not, oh, he beat Punk in the Owen. That means dog shit means nothing and i hate that they've done this with the owen that they've made it meaningless it means more that ricky starks beat punk than he winning the owen i mean willow winning the owen really means nothing too because you can say willow got a title shot against athena no she got that title shot against athena because she beat her in the tournament So, speaking of CM Punk, he came out and spoke. CM Punk is introduced by Tony Schiavone, and Punk came out with his red bag. Punk says, I've been carrying around this bag for a while. And I go, well, maybe, but we've only seen it on TV once, the debut of Collision. Anyways, Schiavone straight up asked Punk, what's in the bag? Punk goes, I'll get to that in due time. We have other things to talk about. Punk noted that despite his travel issues and only getting to the building two hours ago, he always makes his towns. Punk brought up Wembley, points at the sign for Wembley, and goes, hey, well, am I the first person to even mention Wembley on television? Anyways, by the end of the night, you may know who my opponent of Wembley is actually going to be. And then pivots and goes, but I got to talk about Ricky Starks first. Ricky did beat me twice, once in a singles match and once in a tag team match. Beat me in a singles match? I'm not mad. I'm a little upset by the way he did it, but I'm more mad last week when he won in the tag match. I'm more mad for Darby, Darby getting pinned and so forth, but Ricky had to cheat. Ricky had to cheat. Punk said, it's not really about what's in the bag. It's that he's been left holding the bag. It's a burden he has to carry because he's an adult in the room. Punk opens the bag and reveals the AEW World Championship. But he still carries with his nameplate and the blood he sweat on this and, and dripped on it last September after beating John Moxley at All Out. He then said, now I need to do something. I need to put my symbol on this belt, and he sprayed an X right through the middle of the belt, and the crowd actually booed it. He said, this X has represented me since 1997 and everything that I stand for. It means that I'm straight edge. It means that I'm better than you. I know someone's already stolen that from me. And it means that I'm the best in the world. No one has beaten me, at least with this title on the line, and that means I'm the real world champion. Out would come Ricky Starks. Ricky then goes, hey, I'm going to say something to you. But first off, hey, guy in the in the back in the truck, I'm going uh, to walk in the back. I'm playing my music. Crowd, everybody, forget like you haven't seen me, and let's, let's do a real entrance. Ricky's music plays. He comes out. <laughs> I loved uh, Nigel. Oh, hey, oh, my God, it's Ricky Starks. What is he doing out here? And then Ian tried to play it out, but it didn't work the second time. And Ian goes, oh, my God, Ricky Starks is coming out here. But the way Nigel did it, 
because he was the first one to do it. You know, Nigel doing it first. Oh, my God, Ricky Starks. What is Ricky doing out here? It worked, but it didn't work the second time with when Ian tried to do it. I get why. I get it. I get it. I get it. But it just didn't hit regardless. Um, Starks said that whatever Punk claims uh, claims is his, Starks should be the owner of it because he's beaten him twice. Starks said that from his vantage point, he should be the world champion in the face of collision. The fans split chance of Ricky's title, CM Punk. Ricky's title, CM Punk. As Punk said, we can have a shot. We can have a match for the belt, but there's going to be a special guest referee. Starks said it don't matter who the referee is, whether it's Dave Prezak, Julio De Niro, or an old friend from Stanford, I'm going to beat you again. Punk accepts and then tells Shivani, hey, you know who the referee's going to be. Hey, Shivani, let Ricky know who the referee's going to be. And Tony Shivani says, next week on AEW Dynamite, it will be CM Punk versus Ricky Starks with the AEW World title on the line. With special guest referee, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And I go, oh, buddy. And Punk said, the referee's going to be somebody I've had history with. And they let us know. Ian let us know. These two do have history going all the way back to Ring of Honor in 2004. So, whoo, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat is going to be the referee next week for, for freaking um, Ricky Starks versus CM Punk with the real world title on the line. That's going to be an interesting one for sure. For sure. Now, as we move on, we had a video package hyping up uh, all the stuff with Adam Cole and MJF that we've seen over the last couple of weeks and their match tonight with FTR. Before we get to that one, that tag match, we have a trios match, a six-man tag team match, some may call it. It was Bullet Club Gold. Austin Gunn, Colton Gunn, and Juice Robinson taking on the team of Action Andretti, Darius Martin, and El Hio Del Vikingo. Match went through a commercial break quickly, like within a couple minutes. So nothing really happened before that. Bullet Club pulled out a cardboard cutout of Jay White from under the ring, which is really funny because Jay wasn't there. So they had a Jay White stand-in. Back from the break, Vikingo got through both guns and made the tag to Andrade. Oh, no, Andretti, I mean. Not Andrade. Andretti, the missed a split-legged moonsault on Colton before rolling through and hitting a Pele kick on Austin. He dropped Colton before avoiding a senton from Robinson. Martin and Andretti launched Vikingo onto all three opponents on the floor. The guns then did get back in control, isolating Martin before hitting the 310 to Yuma and picking up the victory. The match wasn't bad. It wasn't great or anything, but it was a good match to put in the middle of a collision. I will say that. Nothing wrong with it, but it wasn't like a standout, oh, you gotta go see it. Same with this next match. Well, actually, this next match wasn't all that great. It was just meh. Mercedes Martinez versus Kira Hogan. Martinez booted Hogan in the corner to start the match off. Hogan came back with a drop kick off the top rope. Martinez then cut her off with a face buster. Martinez hit a twisting suplex for a near fall. Hogan dropped Martinez with a low end Zaguri, but Martin cut her off. Or Martinez, I mean, cut her off on the top rope. She hit a Tower of London-style neckbreaker for a near fall before we went to a picture-in-picture break. Back from the break, Hogan hit a low kick into the ropes for a near fall. Hogan then ran wild with kicks and set up her finisher, but Martinez rolled out and hit a Saito suplex. 
Martinez then hit a running forearm to the back of the neck before locking on the Brass City stretch to pick up the victory. Then, Martinez refused to break the hold, so out would come TBS champion Chris Statlander to make the save. Martinez eventually ran out of the ring, bailing from Statlander. After, um, oh yeah, bailing from Statlander, but then she jumped back in the ring, grabbed the title like she was going to hit Chris Statlander with the title, but Willow would then run out, make the save, and eventually Mercedes Martinez did run off and run away. So there we go. That is how that ended up. And then they announced for next week, Chris Statlander will defend the TBS championship against Mercedes Martinez. Before we get into our main event, talk about sponsor of this podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Pro Wrestling Loot. For the fan and all of us, Pro Wrestling Loot is a curated box of pro wrestling merchandise sent to you every single month at one low cost. Each month, you're going to get a t-shirt, autographs, posters, art, and collectibles. This past month, they sent us the CMLL Welterweight Championship. For our listeners right here, use code PWUNLIMITED at checkout and you will get 20% off your next purchase. Again, head over to ProWrestlingLoot.com and use code PWUNLIMITED at checkout to get 20% off your next order. So then we have our main events. The AEW World Tag Team titles on the line as FTR, Cash Wheeler, and Dax Harwood defend against the winners of the Blind Eliminator Tournament, the AEW World Champion MJF, and Adam Cole. And boy, was this match awesome. I loved this main event. I thought this was... I will say the 2 to 3 falls match was a little better. I will say that. That was the better match, but this was probably, in my opinion, the second best match we've seen thus far on Collision. <clears throat> so FDR did come out to booze, which a little bit shocked me, as the crowd was firmly... Behind everything that Adam Cole and MJF did. Everything. We did get some dueling chants early on as well. Double clothesline FTR. Double clothesline FTR. So it's not like everybody in Hartford was against FTR. FTR cut off. uh, So uh, Cole and Harwood started the match. And FTR cut Cole off after Harwood led Cole into a Wheeler shoulder block. Cole hit an enziguri before teasing the double clothesline. But Harwood held on to Wheeler to keep it ha- from happening. MJF then tagged in, asking for Harwood to tag in. MJF then went to bash Harwood's groin in, but Harwood avoided it. As MJF and Harwood went back and forth, the announcement was made that who, excuse me, whoever wins this match next week will have to come right back and defend the titles against the winners of the Rampage Tag Team Battle Royal, Brian Cage, and Big Bill. So MJF feigned an ankle injury at one point before things got Heated with Harwood. Both teams had a tense face-off as we went to a commercial break. Uh, Harwood held MJF in a camel clutch as we came back from the break, and MJF went to split the uprights to get out of the hold, but Harwood caught his legs and tagged in Wheeler. MJF then got caught by FTR on a tag attempt, but MJF dropped both of them with stereo DDTs. FTR went for the double clothesline, but MJF ducked and made the tag to Cole. Cole then ran in and ran wild, landing pump kicks on both men before dropping Wheeler with a Yushiguroshi and got a near fall. Cole then avoided the double team from FTR, but got caught with a crossbody from Harwood for a near fall. 
Harwood went to the well again, but Cole caught him with a super kick for a near fall. Cole and MJF then went for a double clothesline yet again, but Harwood ducked it and tagged in Wheeler. Wheeler and MJF went back and forth in a tombstone position, but Cole super kicked Wheeler, allowing MJF to hit the tombstone. This was great. They were like flipping around in the tombstone position, and MJF, boom, super kick to Harwood. Gets him out of the ring. Boom, as MJF's got him in the tombstone, super kick to the back of the head of Wheeler. Then he drops him with the, the um, tombstone and only gets a two off of it. Then they call for the double clothesline, but Harwood yanks MJF out of the ring. Cole got caught with a lariat from Wheeler before FTR set Cole up on the top rope. Cole then knocked them both off, but Harwood shoved Wheeler into the top term into the buckles to knock Cole down. FTR then hit the powerplex for a near fall. Harwood then allowed MJF to tag in with the men trading strikes and flash pins before Harwood hit a rebound power bomb or the rebounder rebounder bomb for the near fall. Harwood then set up for the Panama Sunrise on MJF, but Cole dropped him. Cole then took the referee as MJF hit the Shattered Dreams on Harwood for a near fall that Wheeler did break up. Cole then went for the boom, but Wheeler drilled him with a lariat. FTR then set up Cole for a Shatter Machine, but MJF would jump in, shove Adam Cole out of the way, and take the Shatter Machine himself, setting up Wheeler. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, 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 so FTR set up for the Shatter Machine, but MGF shoved Cole out of the way. MGF countered the Shatter Machine, setting up Wheeler for a heat sinker pile driver, but Harwood then rolled him up and picked up the victory, retaining the AW World Tag Team titles. So there we go. FTR do win. <clears throat> After the match, we see Adam Cole in the middle of the ring, like, oh man, dang, we lost. But MJF in the corner crying. And they're not at first showing MJF. They show. FTR and Cole kind of like embracing handshakes. Great match. Cool. So I'm thinking, oh, they're not showing, they're not showing Max. Max is going to do it. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. And Max is just in the corner crying like, I, I let you down. I let you down. I'm, I'm a failure. And Adam Cole's like, no, you're not. No. Snap out of it. And he's like, no, I can't. I, I, I lost. So Adam Cole gets out of the ring, goes and grabs the world title, gives it to Max. And is like, you're the world champion. You have nothing to be sorry about and feel down about. And MJF's still, like, crying, just mad at himself, feeling like a loser and this and that. And Adam Cole then gets the crowd, MJF, MJF, MJF. And he's like, listen to these people. And MJF's like, yeah, yeah. And this whole time I'm going, oh, Adam Cole's about to super kick this fool. Oh, Adam Cole's going to be the one to be the heel. Adam Cole's going to turn on him. Adam Cole's going to turn on him. Then, then Cole ends up in the corner. MJF on the other side behind him. He's got the belt. Like, he's going to hit Adam Cole with it. And Adam kind of goes like this. And was like, I knew it. I knew it. All right, Max. If you're going to hit me, I'll just let you do it. Just do it. Come on, Max. Do it. MJF throws the belt down and out of the ring. Cole's still like this. Like, do it. He doesn't do it. And he looks back and he goes, you don't have the belt in your You're not going to do it? Oh my God. And like Adam Cole is super shocked. So he walks over to Max and just biggest bro hug you've ever seen. Better than best friends. They embrace and the show goes off the air. Nobody turned on the other. It wasn't MJF hitting Adam Cole with the belt. It wasn't Adam Cole being the best version of Adam Cole I've ever seen. Heal Adam Cole, swarming Matt motherfucker. 
hitting, super kicking, whatever MJF turned on him. No. These two became bros. Adam Cole told MJF, you're the world champion. You have nothing to feel bad about, and I love you. So, whew. Very interesting. Show, at least for the TBS or TNT website stream, went like two minutes over, so I don't know if maybe it started a little bit later or something, and then just went, oh, I don't know. But it did go two minutes over on my end. But, yeah. Great main event. Very interesting ending to the show where nobody turned on anybody to set up the world title match for whenever that's going to happen. But remember what MJF said on or on Dynamite. Win, lose, or draw on Saturday, I'm giving you your rematch for the world title. So Adam Cole is getting that rematch against MJF for the title, whether that is at Wembley or whether that is in Chicago at All Out, whether it's all in or whether it's all out. So we'll see what it all leads to. I mean, all roads lead to Adam Cole challenging for the world title against MJF because basically MJF said it, but they're still bros. MJF's a big baby face right now, and I don't hate it at all. But overall, I thought this was a really good, effective episode of Collision. It did the stuff it needed to do. A couple really good matches. A few, I hate to say it, filler matches. And a fun two hours of wrestling on Saturday night. But with that, you know what I thought of the show. Now it's time to hear what you guys thought of tonight's AEW Collision. So we're going to go over there, check the polls. Let's refresh all of those. As far as the Twitch poll does go, 100% like the show. Good to see. As far as the Twitter or the X poll, whatever you want to call it now, does go. 63% liked the show. 22% thought it was just all right. And 13% did not like it. Looking over at the AEW, or not the AEW, the uh, YouTube community poll. 78% liked the show. 14% thought it was just all right. And 8% didn't like it. A couple of the comments here. This person says, 10 out of 10, amazing. Where it says, can't go wrong with tag team matches on Collision. That's the best show they've ever had. I think from start to finish, this may have been like an overall start to finish. One of, if not the best collision as far as the pacing, starting with a great match, ending with a great match, having good filler in the middle. So, yeah, I can see that. Another one says, amazing show tonight. Or says, I like tonight's episode, but I'm waiting on MJF to, I think it's supposed to say turn, but he didn't say it, to on Adam Cole set up the rematch. Um, or says, I enjoyed it. Some matches weren't necessary, and I didn't like the finish, but 7 out of 10 is says really good. And the YouTube live poll, 76% liked the show. 22% thought it was just all right. And nope, 75% liked it. It flipped right there at the last second. 75% liked the show. 21% thought it was just all right. And 1% did not like it. So with that, guys, that's going to wrap everything up here for this edition of our AEW Collision Review. Again, I thought it was a really good episode of Collision. Now tomorrow, tomorrow, we're playing it by ear. Because remember, tomorrow is Great American Bash. NXT, Great American Bash. And I should be home to watch and review it, but I can't 100% guarantee it. I do have a photo shoot I got to go do tomorrow, so not sure how late that's going to run. It's an afternoon, early evening shoot. So regardless whether I'm home tomorrow or not, I will be watching Great American Bash, and then the review will either be on its own tomorrow night, or it will be like we've been doing with Collision, front half, of Monday morning's um, wrestling wrap-up. 
So you will get a AEW, or not AEW, an NXT Great American Bash review. It just might not be tomorrow. It may be Friday morning. Also, speaking of reviews, my review of episode one of season two of Heels is up right now on the PW Unlimited YouTube channel. Talked everything that happened in episode one of Heels. The episode was called 10 Bell Salute, where it was all about a show that they ran paying tribute to the, I guess you say, founder of the DWL, the Spade Father, Tom King Spade. Great episode. Great start to season two. If you haven't watched our review yet, go check that out. Again, it's live on the PW Unlimited YouTube channel. Yeah. I will have a preview tomorrow morning of Great American Bash. I'll have my predictions in that preview as well. If I can find any substantial betting odds, I will put those in the preview as well. So you will get at least my preview slash predictions for Great American Bash tomorrow. And then I will, guys let, you, I will let you guys know whether the review will be tomorrow or Monday for that show. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. With that, guys, have a great rest of your weekend. And I'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.